Hello and welcome to What the Tech from Boast AI, where we talk with some of the brilliant minds behind new and exciting tech initiatives to learn what it takes to tackle technological uncertainty and eventually change the world. Today, I am thrilled to welcome Tara Stubbins to the show, founder of Take It Easy Group. Take It Easy is aiming to help seed and Series A's companies scale for success by helping them quit the cult of busy. Her team of talented executive business partners can help new founders and CEOs develop methods and efficiencies that will propel them to rocket ship success. And Tara has the track record to prove it. Having been a personal assistant for more than 20 years for some of the biggest names in business and entertainment, Tara has taken the skills she learned out on the road and puts them to use helping her clients eliminate their to-do lists on a daily basis. So needless to say, she knows firsthand what it takes to help founders navigate the choppy waters of the startup world without losing their cool. And I'm very excited to pick her brain on how she found Take It Easy Group, her strategies for new startups, and her take on the ecosystem in 2023. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Tara. Thanks so much for having me. That was an awesome intro. Oh, I, I pride myself on my intro skills, but you have an awesome CV. I probably didn't do it justice. So I'd love to turn the mic around on you immediately and just say, Tara, introduce yourself. Let me know. Where do you come from? How did you come to the place you are today? And yeah, just give me a little bit about your background. Sounds great. So I'm Tara. I'm the founder of actually a couple of Take It Easy companies. I like to call them Take It Easy Universe. So my first business was Take It Easy is still going, Take It Easy Personal Concierge. And I launched that in 2007. So I have been in the entrepreneurial space for quite some time. I always like to tell a story of how when I was younger, I had a t-shirt that said, remember me, I'm going to be a star. And I wore that shirt everywhere. It disintegrated. I wish I still had it today. But the problem was when I was younger, I always thought that being a star was being like a rock star. So being out on the stage, performing, singing, playing guitar, I have zero musical background. I can play this guitar behind me like two songs and that is it. So I thought, well, darn, like there goes my big dream. I guess I'm going to throw it out. But and I tell this story a lot and people always ask me why. And I don't know why, but for some reason I held on to 0.001% of that dream. And I put it in my back pocket and I walked around with it all the time. And I forgot about it for days, months, years at a time until I came to those kind of like pivotal moments in my life where I had to make decisions. And I was like, oh yeah, I wanted to be a rock star. Well, I still can't sing. I still can't dance, but like maybe there's something here. And I actually ended up being able to support some of the world's biggest rock stars. So like Mick Jagger from the Rolling Stones and Paula Abdul, Sandra Bullock, Richard Branson, the list really goes on and on. And I was able, because I was fascinated in how they became a success and maintained their success and became rock stars, I was fascinated in how they did it. And I just became like a sponge to their world. So that's kind of how I got started and a little bit about my background. And I have this one story when I was out on the road, I was always asked to do crazy requests, crazy things. And one of the requests that I was asked was every time this rock star traveled, he wanted his toothbrush to be sanitized in the hotel dishwasher, in an industrial dishwasher. So every time the toothbrush came out of the suitcase, I had to like walk downstairs to the kitchen and be like, can I 
sanitize this. And they would look at me like I had three heads and it was just a disaster most of the time. Sometimes they knew we were coming because we'd been there before. But there was this one time where we were actually in Shanghai in this like very fancy hotel. And I was trying to communicate in a language that I couldn't speak. They didn't speak English, that I had to put this toothbrush in their dishwasher. And it was just going nowhere. And I remember standing there with this toothbrush in hand thinking, there's got to be more to life than this. And it was kind of my like big aha moment where Mm -hmm. I realized that I still really loved helping people. I just didn't want to help one crazy rock star at a time. So I came off the road and I opened up my first business, as I mentioned, Take It Easy Personal Concierge, where I was able to help many high profile, high net worth individuals save time in their busy lives. That is amazing. First off, I love the t-shirt. All of my favorite t-shirts have disintegrated on me in the past couple of years, but very similarly to I had the rock star ambition. I had to move my guitars that were behind me where I know like four chords by heart and I always try to reteach myself some more. So like I'm serviceable, but never going to be on the main stage, never going to be headlining (laughs) at at this point. So I hear you there, but I am on my podcast. And again, you're on my podcast too. So we're finding our own areas to really excel in these stars. Exactly. Exactly. We're all becoming rock stars of our own lives. And I know there was that Super Bowl commercial where they said, you know, everyone's calling themselves rock stars. But I really, truly believe that we can be rock stars of our own life. We can be rock star mothers, fathers, aunts, uncles, whatever your dream is and your goal. It doesn't have to just be running a business. No, that is so cool. I love it. That is an amazing mentality. And Even going back to your journey, first off, is it really sanitizing if you put it inside one of those industrial dishwashers? I worked in restaurants all throughout my college and like youth. Do not think you're getting the cleanest of cleans there. But I mean, love that you did that. And I think that exemplifies the stakes and just kind of the length you're willing to go to for the people that you're working with. Could you tell me a little bit about, you said it's a universe. It's the MCU for, I guess, business development. Could you tell me a little bit about the different businesses that have spun out since you started Take It Easy and just what the missions are and how they all align at the end of the day? Yeah. So when I started Take It Easy Personal Concierge, I was like a dirty roadie. I had zero business background at all. And in Toronto, where I lived, there was not a lot of resources in 2007 for new entrepreneurs. I remember there was this like old man that was at like City Hall who would do like lunch and learns on random Tuesdays. And like that was the business development that you could go to. And I craved like a community. I was Googling like how to run a successful business. And even back then, like Google wasn't even that great. So I just like, I needed support. I needed validation of my ideas. And finally the first co-working space opened and I was so excited. I think I was like the second person to join. I volunteered at the front desk And all my life was surrounded by these like really cool entrepreneurs like myself. And I started realizing because of my personal and executive assistant background that they were getting to a point in their careers and their businesses and they couldn't get over that hump and they were failing. 
And I realized it was because they really needed that extra strategic support to get them over that hump and to get them to the next level. So I opened up Take It Easy Group so we could really help these startups and these founders who really needed strategic support, but not necessarily full-time, or they couldn't necessarily afford either like a full-time experienced strategic business partner salary. So we offer that at Take It Easy Group for startups and founders who really want to take their businesses to the next level, and we can come in and do that. So that was kind of the second iteration of Take It Easy. That is so cool. That really speaks, not to immediately bring it back to Boast, but it speaks to so much of our shared mission, I think, with what you do at Take It Easy. Founders need to be focused on their innovation. And also, that's kind of where their sweet spot needs to be, too. A great founder isn't necessarily the best person at, for instance, navigating tax credits, let alone getting through their to-do list on a daily basis. So if you can find a partner who will help you get that human resource off your plate as well. And they are an expert in what they do and they're not stretching you too thin. That is so valuable. I also want to pick up on the co-working of it all too, just because I know Toronto has changed a lot since 2007. I'm only really familiar with the community in the past year or so since starting here at Boast. I was up there a lot this summer. Our friends at 111 are amazing. I had Angelo on camera with me a few weeks ago, actually, and it was fantastic. I love that we partner with them up there and that you can just be in that space and absorb everything in the air. I bet even just sitting at the front desk, like you said, you had volunteered to do at certain points at your co-working space, absorbing all of that great just kind of energy on the one hand, but also identifying new problems and then building a solution to solve those problems. That's so unique and something that's very, I feel like a recent phenomenon that we're going to be hearing more people who have at least been in that seat and have come up with a solution to problems that you only get by absorbing it in the air. So that is so, so cool. Can I just double back to something you said about the co-working space and hearing and like collaboration? So with like the obviously introduction and more use of AI technology, we always get asked, are you scared that your jobs and your roles are going to be irrelevant these days? And, you know, of course, there's parts of being an executive and personal assistant that aren't going to be relevant anymore, such as calendar management, scheduling management, even inbox management. But people are always going to want that really human touch and that strategic thought leadership. AI can't do that yet. Maybe someday in the future they can. But I always think way back to when Amazon started. I remember people were like, this is going to be the end of brick and mortar stores as we know it. Like there was like outrage of, you know, small businesses going under because of it. And now Amazon has opened up their own brick and mortar stores because it shows that people still want that human connection and collaboration. So I have to say and put like a caveat here that it does sound like I'm, you know, for going into the office and working and we are a remote first business. So I still believe in remote, but you do still need that like human interaction wherever you can get it. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I was speaking with a founder this morning, actually. And one of the first things she said was, don't use ChatGPT to be your lawyer. And I was like, that gives me chills to hear that people are using ChatGPT to be their lawyer. But people are with confidence leveraging solutions like ChatGPT and just AI across the board to check all their boxes, like with confidence. I'm like, 
Many of those will lie to you with confidence. We're just not there yet. But to your point, I want to talk to a human. Um, Our old co-founder, Lloyd, actually, his new book is dropping today. We had a similar conversation where we were talking about, do you engage with brands or do you engage with people? I think you can kind of apply that to the AI space at all tiers too. I would much rather talk to a person than know that I'm getting the lip service from an AI. I want to know that there is strategy going on too. I just don't think AI is there yet. It's very similar again to what we do here at Boast. We do have a ton of AI on the platform, but it's human practitioners. It's human intelligence. It's human expertise that trains the platform on the one hand, but also is actually working with the founders to understand their innovation because it is a personal project and an AI is going to just check the boxes. They're not going to be able to write a submission to the CRA for shred credits, for instance, with the efficacy that you need, because it's guessing or it's just ripping from what it thinks sounds right or what it thinks sounds good, not what is actually accurate or not what is actually innovative. So I can only imagine too, if you actually are series A or very early seed stage startup, you do not want to take the risk of just getting the boxes checked. You want somebody who can really get in there and strategize with you at all layers. Absolutely. Yeah. And take your specific situations and, you know, figure out what you exactly need. Like AI is just going to kind of take the best for everyone. I think it's a great tool and it has definitely made our lives easier. And as an accountability time management coach, I love telling people, if you can't start something, go ask chat GPT and it will start it for you. Don't Mm -hmm. copy it, but at least it started. And it's a great way to overcome procrastination, especially as new founders too. If you're like, where do I start? I don't know what to do. Like go there to start and then, you know, get creative from there. Absolutely. I'm in the content game and I never thought I'd be sharing that same advice, but I do daily. I'm like, if we just need to ideate and get this moving, that's a great starting point. But again, trust the humans at the end of the day to really just get it done and in a way that's going to work specific to you. Now, speaking about the kind of founders and the people you work with in the community, could you give me a little bit of insight into, if not some highlights or maybe favorite folks you've worked with, if you're allowed to talk about that, the kind of maybe founder profile or the kind of founder you really enjoy partnering with? So I won't drop any names. All of our clients are amazing, but our favorite clients to work with for Take It Easy Group are roughly around Series A seed companies, people who are really getting ready to raise, to go maybe a company that has just raised their Series A and has an influx of money and to-dos and now a larger board of directors and they just have so many priorities and the CEO founders are being pulled in a number of different directions and they just don't know where to start. Another one of our favorite kind of clients to help are people who have never had executive assistant or any type of assistant support before. Because we're strategic partners, we really help people figure out how to delegate and what to delegate. So like virtual assistants, they're amazing for some tasks. If you want very like tactical tasks and if you know exactly what you want to delegate, they are absolutely perfect and please go use them. 
However, if you want someone and you don't know where to start or you want someone to kind of be that right hand partner with you, then that's where you would call in. Take it easy or any other fractional executive assistants who can really help and strategize with you. And we can say like, okay, yes, you are feeling overwhelmed with the 10,000 unread emails in your inbox. Let's start there. Or we can jump into leadership meetings and hear that you're being pulled in like multiple different directions. And we can help figure out what the biggest priority is based on your company quarterly goals, whether you do OKRs or KPIs. We love helping with those as well and pushing those forward. So anyone who's really wanting to grow and scale and really think like big picture and have that strategic partner beside them, that's where we can help. That is so great. So it's a lot of also going in, getting the lay of the land and you using your experience and expertise to come up with a strategy that fits for this specific business. What are the OKRs or the KPIs or whatever measurement you're using and how can you get there quicker? And also just with optimal success too. It's not always about speed, of course. I make that mistake a lot of the time because sometimes these things take a while. Even if you're in series A and C level and you want to grow quickly, you need to take the time and do it right. So that is awesome. Now, yeah, you have to set the foundation, right? And that's what we're really good at, at being able to come in. We love working with what we call messy founders and just coming in and just really helping them just get organized and fix that foundation so they can grow. Because when you're bringing in more team members and everything, if it's a messy foundation, it's not going to work. So what's on the roadmap for Take It Easy Group? What do you guys have planned for, if not the next quarter, next year, or even shorter or longer than that? Just what are your goals for the future? So our big goal is obviously to help as many startups and entrepreneurs as we possibly can. As I said, when I was holding that toothbrush, I really wanted to be able to touch the lives as, as many people as I possibly could and not just this one crazy rock star. So we have a really, really, really big end goal of being able to help at least a million people push their dreams forward, whether it's through podcasts or keynote presentations or some of our workshops or working with us individually as clients. We track as many people as we possibly can that we've been able to help push those goals forward. We're big believers in anyone can achieve their goals and their dreams. And anyone, as I said, can be the rock stars of their own lives. We're also getting ready to launch a junior executive assistant program. So people who aren't necessarily able to afford our kind of larger strategic model, but still really want that kind of hands-on experience, but not necessarily at the level yet that we offer for our more senior business partners. So we're getting ready to launch that in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that. Um, and we also have launching today, actually, I'm doing a LinkedIn live tonight. We have a executive assistant training club and course that we're launching so we can really help called SOAR, SOAR with Take It Easy, that we can really help all executive assistants take their careers to the next level. That is a huge upgrade from the stodgy old dude at Toronto City Hall once every Tuesday, yes. uh, pulling everybody yes. together. Is this going to be a regular session that you'll be hosting just so that I can make sure that anyone listening can join who would be interested because I think they're out there. Yeah, we're hoping to have it the second Tuesday of every month at about 530 Eastern. 
5.30 Eastern. That is fantastic, Tar. I'm going to sign up and passively be there. So I will be a more engaged <laughs> member after this once I have some more lead time. But that sounds so cool. I'm very happy to hear. Now, just looking further and taking it away from Take It Easy group a little bit, what are some thoughts, if not advice, you'd have for other founders who are kind of navigating 2023, who are kind of trying to get their business going today, whether it's tactical advice that you would give somebody that you work with or advice as a founder yourself? What would you say to somebody who's just getting started today? So I'm super passionate, if you haven't guessed already, about time management and goal yeah. setting. And I, as I said in the beginning, I was so lucky to be able to work with all these celebrities and be a sponge in how they became a success and maintained their success. And it's fascinating that 99% of the population are actually okay with being just mediocre and not pushing it to the next level. And it's because they find that it's hard. And I know that being entrepreneurs, that sometimes we get stuck, like we're really, really excited about starting today and about launching our business. And then like a week in, we're like, oh, I don't know if this is what it's all cracked up to be, or that task is really boring. I don't want to do that. And I have to say that the successful people, and I've learned it from the celebrities that I've supported, whether it's like rock stars or business celebrities, that the successful ones are always the ones who just do the task. They just do the thing. And they push past the boring. They push past the, I don't know if I can do it. And they just do it. So you know that your goal, always hold on to your goals like I did, whether it's a little part of it or a big part of it, always keep those front and center and just do the tasks. The productivity industry right now is worth $8.5 billion. So that's a lot of people telling us how to be productive, you know, to be productive, selling us apps that help us form habits or track habits, which is all great, but nothing out there, no AI, no robot, not anyways yet, is actually doing the task for us. We have to do that. We have to push our goals forward. So to any founders out there who are listening, I know that you know, you're very excited about your goals and your dreams and getting started, but make sure that you hold on to that excitement even through the hard times and don't let the boredom or I don't know if I can do that get in your way. I love that. Title of episode, do the thing. That's, I think, a great thing. And I just without getting too personal, I feel like I used to have that fear. I used to have that apprehension. I'd be like, this is going to be boring. Just be comfortable being mediocre. I, I, Not to take words out of your mouth, but that used to be my philosophy. I am so much happier now that I have kind of changed gears and just do the thing. Just tackle it. Just go do it. It's so much easier than you think it's going to be in your head. And you waste so much time and feel so much worse about all the time you wasted when you let these things spiral out. So I just think personally and even professionally, that is fantastic advice to share with the community, Tara. I really appreciate it. 